Vou contar que o amor foi feitinho pra dar Oh, 
Olha, é como o verão Quente o coração Salta de repente para ver a menina que vem Wow. Well, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> My pleasure to be together with you again. Marcos well, Valley. After Kazakhstan. After Kazakhstan, after <laughs> Almaty. We had a, I was writing about that. It's, it was a quite a, a wonderful few days. Wonderful. It was great. It was a surprise to me, but mm. it was fantastic. Yeah. Jazzistan in, uh, in, in um, Almaty, Kazakhstan, going strong. Uh, Marcos Valley. Now, mate, you're celebrating. This is the other thing you told me. I mean, if looking at you, you'd never believe this, but you are celebrating your 50th yeah, year. Yeah. It's incredible. As a, as a, in showbiz. Really. I started in 63, so it was a long, long time. That's when I really uh, think that I'm not so young because I have done so many things in my life. When I put everything together, I said, well, you need time to do it. But, uh, but it's so good. I feel like it was the beginning. You know? So many things happened to me uh, lately that I don't feel like celebrating something that happened before. It's like it was a, it's like it was yesterday to me, you know. That's the way that I feel really. What in reflection is the golden age for you? Is it now or was there a period that that you look back on and go, oh, wow, or is it the whole the whole flow, the, the continuation the of continuation, life? The continuation to tell you the truth. I rem- I'm sure that I remember very uh, with care, the beginning uh, that was really important because when I started, uh, I was 19, 20 years old, and that was the bossa nova time. So I came five years after bossa nova had started. So when I got together with the, those guys, Jobim, Menescal, Carlos Lira, and all those guys, they were all my idols, Tamba Trio, and then, then. And they received me so well. They start to say how, how good I was. This thing that was very, very important because. And then when, even when Summer Samba became a hit in the United States, it also was very young. So everything started so when I was young. So this is very important to me. But everything uh, happens. Uh, the continu- continuation is, is is very nice because many other things are so valuable to me until today. And uh, I think that after 50 years of career, doing what I'm still doing, and so many things happening, I it's the same value of the beginning of today. Vem o dia nascendo Eu tão triste vou vendo O sol que atrás Vai fazendo brilhar e acordando amor, como é triste nascer sem alguém pra viver. 
dia mostrar tanto amor que há no sol que vem e vai, vai trazendo tanta luz, subindo, indo, esse sol que brilhou e agora se vai sem ter ninguém. Nascendo, eu tão triste vou vendo o sol que atrás vai fazendo brilhar e acordando amor. Como é triste nascer sem alguém para viver o dia mostrar. Tanto amor que há no sol que vem e vai, vai trazendo tanta luz, subindo, indo. Esse sol que brilhou e agora se vai, eu, sem ter ninguém. Let's take it to the beginning. Um, born where? In Rio de Janeiro. Does that make you a carioca? Makes me a carioca. Typical carioca. Brother, sister? Two brothers and, uh, and uh, three, uh, two brothers and, three, and two sisters. <laughs> <Okay>. We are five. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I'm remember. counting my brothers and <laughs> sisters. remember that. Okay. And um, and when was it that you realized that music was your future? Well, as a professional, I, I, I think my, I knew that when I was 16, I knew that I was going to be a, a musician, even if I was studying to be a lawyer because of my father, that was a lawyer. But my, my uh, love for music, it started when I was four or five years old. You know, very, very young. And then at, at six, I started to, to study the classic music. So since then, I, know, I knew that music was really, really strong inside me. But as a profession, I think uh, when I was 16. And uh, was your mother part of, was she more musical than your dad? Is it? Yeah, yeah. My mother uh, played the piano very well. And her mother was a, a classic teacher. So when I started to go to the piano in my in the house of my grandmother, trying to, to play the notes, she was so happy about that, and she decided to take me to a, 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 a conservatory of music uh, to see if I had the, really the talent that she thought that I had, and and they make a, a kind of exam with me, and they say, look, he's very talented. He should study music. So uh, let's do. Let's put him to study the classic music. At the same time, that I was studying the classic music, very young, as, as, as I told you. But at the same time, I was listening in the in the house of my parents a lot of records because my father uh, liked so much the, the popular music of, of Brazil. So 
I would listen to Bayão, to Samba, to all those guys, you know, uh, all the rhythms of Brazil. So I, I was in touch with both classic music one side and popular music. So that's what really was in my mind. So after uh, some years of classic music, I started to try to arrange Beethoven, arrange bar, and, and the teacher said, no, this is impossible. You can't make arrangements for Beethoven or Brahms. You must. So then she said, well, I think he's going to the popular music. We, you, we can't keep him, keep him as a classic mm. uh, player. So then I started to go to the popular music. I, I started to play the accordion because of the Bayão, because the, the rhythm of Bayão that comes from, from the north of Brazil, they play in the... So I play, and then I really was directed to the popular music. And little by little, I started to have groups, playing parties, blah, 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 blah. And finally, when I was maybe 19, then I decided to leave the college, the, the, the college that I was starting to be a lawyer, And I told my father, look, I'm sorry, but music is my, my goal, you know. So then I decided to go and play, start to play. And how did your dad react? Was he, um, was he happy about that? My mother was very happy, to tell you the truth. He was very worried, mm -hmm. because, mostly because of the money, because he said, well, I won't make money, it's going to be a disaster. But my mother said, look, His name was Paul. Paul, forget it. Music is. I know that that was he needs. So he said he was sad. But after a while, when I started to have the success, then he became my biggest fan. Yeah, sometimes boring fan. He would go to the piano and play and play and play. Band. Yeah, it changed completely. And did he um, did he affect your fans? Did they go, "Who's that old guy next to him? Keep him away." <laughs> <laughs> Was it all right? He wasn't. <laughs> yes, many times. He, he, he was, even he gave the name of some titles of my songs. For instance, one song, Viola in Luarada, it was a big hit in Brazil. He put the name, and he was always saying, I am the guy who made the, put the title. He was very, yeah. you know, proud of, of this. Did he represent you with the record labels? Did he, you know, legally represent S you? Many times. Yeah. Uh, many times I would bring the contracts to him. Even in my first contract with EMI, that time it was called Odeon. Huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was reading, you know, very careful. And then when I made also my first contract with uh, Ray Gilbert, who was the, the, the lyrical writer, And, uh, and, the, and the publisher of many of my songs and Jobin songs, he also was, he, ver he was very careful. That was very important to me. He was taking care of everything. Mm. Yeah, all the time. Wow. Não adianta na te esperar Sim, já tenho tanto para contar Tanto andei, tão cansado estou Esperei, já nem sei quem sou Mil canções onde nascer E tudo espera só por você Vem, olha que a vida é para valer O que foi 
tudo que passou já não é Tudo se acabou outra vez Vamos nós dois, não adianta nada esperar Vem, que temos tanto para falar Adianta na esperar Vem, que temos tanto para falar um, Guitar, piano, singing Which was first? Piano, right? Piano first, accordion second Then I didn't play for a long time The accordion Today I, I, I try to to get the melodica and, and try to get that sound The guitar would come Later, when I when I listened to João Gilberto the first time, I was crazy about the bossa nova and anything. So I said, I want to learn. It was very very easy. I remember that I went to academy of of guitar, a school of of guitar that Menescal had with Carlos Lira, and uh, I I had one lesson, two lessons. The second lesson, Menescal said, Look, now I want you as a teacher here. I said, Are you crazy? I said, No, you know everything because as I had the music. It was only to find the digital part of the guitar. But the, mel the melodies and the chords, I, I knew what I, I want to do. So it was very, very easy to, to learn the, the guitar. And today, I do it when I record. I use both of them equally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some songs go more for the guitar. Some others go more for the the piano so uh, and the accordion i'm trying to come back with i'm trying to buy a small one to sometimes play in in, in the shows i think gonna be nice it's an amazing instrument i it's think it, instrument. it sounds so good i mean sivuka does that quite well yes right Sivuka, it was great anybody else i should be listening to for to play Ermeto plays very well sivuka um, um there is a guy there is a guy in, 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 in a new guy, he play even his he record a song of mine. I'm trying to remember his name. It's fantastic. I'm gonna remember, Borgettino. huh? Borgettino. Oh yeah. Bor, he's absolutely great. He's not that young. I have some of his records. You do? Yeah. Yeah. But he's not a baby. No, he's not a baby. But uh, he's younger than me. He's had records out. Yes. Yeah. He's great. And there is a new guy in, Brazil, in in Rio that I'm trying to remember. This I want to remember. Elmir Dodato used to play the accordion. Myself. Uh, Edu Lobo learned the accordion. Uh, Wagner Tiso plays the accordion. A lot of people in Brazil, they, they like that. I, I learned because of Luis Gonzaga. Luis Gonzaga, I used to listen when I was very young. I love that, that, that accordion. That's because of him, of him, I learned the accordion. Hey, 
O sertanejo do norte que de pau de arara vem Desprotegido da sorte, sou pau de arara também Se tem fartura, nunca muda de lugar Sertanejo se tem chuva, não deixa a terra natar Sertanejo é tão feliz, quando chove do sertão Quando a roça tá cheinha de arroz e feijão Quando ele vem do roçado, seus filhos estão esperando Quando a vistão de longe, todos eles vão Eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, viu mãe, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, viu mãe, pai já vem. Eu vou falar desse povo que não faz mal a ninguém, do sertanejo do norte, que de pau de arara. Desprotegido da sorte, sou pau de arara também Ribaçan, se tem fartura, nunca muda de lugar Sertanejo, se tem chuva, não deixa a terra natar Sertanejo é tão feliz quando chove no sertão Quando a roça tá cheinha de arroz e feijão Quando ele vem do roçado, seus filhos tão quando avistam de longe todos eles vão gritando Eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem Viu mãe, pai já vem Eita, pai já vem, eita, pai já vem, eita, pai First record, 1963 Yeah Um... I need to find it. I don't know where my copy is, but it's somewhere. <laughs> um, what shall I play from it? What track shall I play? Uh, let me choose one. You, you, could, you should play Sonho de Maria, because Sonho de Maria had been recorded by Tamba Trio one year before. And then I did this recording myself. Let's do, let's do this one. Great. <laughs> Tanta roupa pra lavar, todo barraco pra arrumar, tanta coisa pra chorar. Todo morro a sambar, tanta gente pra invejar, nenhum sonho pra sonhar. Maria parou de trabalhar No ar uma voz chamou 
Maria olhou o céu Maria desejou o céu A vida é uma canção para se cantar Mas é tarde para voltar Maria deixou a criança chorar E uma estrela deixou de brilhar Chorou, chorou o céu Chorou e a lágrima do céu Apagou tudo que Maria deixou E Maria pra sempre acabou Maria pra sempre acabou Maria olhou o céu Maria Desejou o céu A vida é uma canção para se cantar Mas é tarde pra voltar Maria deixou a criança chorar E uma estrela deixou de brilhar Chorou, chorou o céu Chorou e a lágrima do céu Apagou Tudo que Maria deixou E Maria pra sempre acabou E Maria pra sempre acabou Um, Tambor Trio, your association with Tambor Trio. It was my first recorded because uh, when when I started uh, uh, to be in in the in the reunions of Bossa Nova, and I I started because um, Edu Lobo had been my uh, my friend in the school when I was uh, not school of music. I mean the, the normal school. When we were 11, 12. You went to the same school as Edu Lobo. Yeah, that's very funny. It was called Colégio Santo Inácio. And uh, he, he knew me by, by my middle name, Kostenbader, which is a German name. I know him from Gois Lobo because it was his, his, his middle name. But then, only three years. Then one day later, when I was 17 or 18, I was in a bus. And this bus was in Ipanema, where Edu lived. And I saw Edu, I recognized him, and he recognized me. And I said, Gois Lobo, he said, Costemada. I said, well. And he was with a guitar. And I said, Edu, uh, you play music? He said, yeah, my, my father is Fernando Lobo, who, is, who was a famous composer. He said, why? You, you also, you like music? I said, look, it's... I only sing music. He said, let's get together. He said, I have another friend who is Dori Kaimi. 
the son of Dorival Caim. So we got together, the three of us, and we made a trio. We started playing some television uh, shows. That was very fast. We are very good friends until today. But that was very important to me because through Edu Lobo, because of his father, and through Dori Caim, also because of his father, started to be in the reunions of, of, of Bossa Nova. The first one, it was in the house of uh, Ari Barroso, who was a famous uh, songwriter before the Bossa Nova. And he was almost a little bit after that, he, he, he died. And then Jobim was there, Carlos Lira, man, everybody. I, I was very shy. I never played there. But the second reunion, it was the house of Vinicius de Moraes. Then there was a guy by the name of Lula Freire. He was uh, also as a, a lyrical writer and a politician. And uh, he said, play your music. So when I, play, when I played, it was by the end of the evening. I, was, I lost my shyness and played. And he said, look, I love your songs. You must come to my house because my house is also the center of the reunions of Bossa Nova. And the next one, I'm going to have Tamba Trio there. And there is this special one, one of the songs, Sonho da Maria, you should play to them. So he called Tamba Trio a little bit before the reunion, because then everybody came, and he asked me to go there. So he asked me to play to, to, to the guys. Né? Luis, Luis Essa, the, the piano player, and before he said, look, the, 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 my, my album, my record is complete. I have all the songs, but I'm going to listen to yours. I think he told me that because if he didn't like my song, he could say, I'm sorry. But then I played the songs, and when I played Song de Maria, he said, I'm going to take any song of the record, but I'm going to put yours. I, that was like, <laughs> I get so excited about that. I said, because Tamba Trio, it was, there were Tamba Trio and Os Cariocas, that were the two, two most famous groups of the uh, of that time. So when one of them was telling me, I'm going to record a song, then I said, um, Lula, can I go to the bathroom and can I make a telephone call? I said, yes. I got the telephone call to call my brother who had written, Paulo, you can't believe somebody is going to record my our song. So that was very, very important. After, and then I became a friend of, 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 uh, of uh, Luis S. And, and, and all of them. So Tamba Trio, it was the very first one. Amazing. And the second one, it was the Scariocas. And, uh, and Luis S., uh, I'm sorry, and Tamba Trio, they did an, that was an instrumental version there? Yes, yes. Right, so they're just taking... The original was instrumental. No, no, it was not, I'm sorry. Bebeto, because they, they, would, they were basically an instrumental group, but they made, made vocals. And Bebeto, who was the flute player, he was a very, very good singer. Very good singer. So he sang the song. So they, he sings, then they have a instrumental improvisations of Luis Essa, but it was, uh, it was a version uh, of uh, singing. When I do in my records, it's more, uh, uh, more calm, it's more relaxed. Who, do, who wrote the arrangements? It was Deodato for, for, for my recording. He wrote a beautiful arrangements for, for Sonia Maria. So they are different. But I don't know if I 
I, I like both the same, to tell you the truth. My God, in a, in a space of a few moments, you've spoken about Luis Essa, about Edu Lobo, about Yumei Diodato, and that was so early in your career, you're already yes, working yes. with these yes. icons. Tanta roupa pra lavar, todo barraco pra arrumar, tanta coisa pra chorar. Todo morro a sambar, tanta gente pra invejar, nenhum sonho pra sonhar. Maria parou de trabalhar. Uma voz chamou Maria olhou o céu Maria desejou o céu A vida é uma canção para se cantar Mas é tarde pra voltar Maria deixou a criança chorar I mean, he is so special. Ah, yes, Tell me, t explain why. Because uh, he was an incredible piano player, incredible. Because uh, Luis Essa had the technique of the classic piano that he studied, a classic piano, in Vienna. 
So, uh, he had the technique that he would do something. He had the possibility. He, when he played the, the right hand, he left hand, if you listen. Pay attention. He goes to some times and temples that nobody does. In the middle, you know. It's nobody has done that. Besides that, he had uh, the sense of harmony. That was great. So the combination of this feeling of the technique with this left hand, with the 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 the, the, the solos and the the, the the harmonization made him, I think, the best. Wow, the best. And always, always his uh, his productions as well, his arrangements, the string arrangements. Also. Were- also, when he started to do the, the the strings, then it was he never had learned really orchestration. I was talking to Minescal uh, some time ago when I, uh, he had to uh, write the arrangement. I, I, I can't remember what was the first one. He had never uh, done it before, and he did so beautiful. He, 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 the way that he would write the the strings. It was uh, absolutely fantastic.
the other guy that made me so happy it was Deodato because when my first album uh, he wrote the arrangements I was introduced to Deodato by Milton Miranda who was the director of, of, of Odeon I went to his house he, had a, uh, he, was, he lived in the apartment with his parents in Laranjeiras and then I met Eomir and we would go to the piano I, I was with the guitar and immediately we, we felt that we had the same the same taste, the same. It was like we knew each other for a long time. But he was telling me and doing the phrases together with me to do arrangements. But I never could imagine how it would be in the studio. I said, "My God, how good!" Because he was so young, like myself. But when he, I heard the the, the orchestration, I was in love. I said, "My God, that's absolutely perfect." Because late. I started to, to write my own, own arrangements. But in the beginning, Deodato wrote it, and we had a perfect team. The first album, the second album, then the two albums that I did, United States, Brazilians, which is an instrumental album that he wrote, the orchestration, Samba 68 uh, also. So this team that, that I had with, with uh, the, Elmir Deodato, it was absolutely perfect. So... It's, uh, I like him very much. Somebody told me she loves me, she loves me, she told me, she told me, and that's how I know. Just wait till you see her face. I'll bet even yours will glow. Say Bella or say que beleza to praise her, but tell me what good will it do? Just wait till you see her smile. You just won't believe it's true. Like the sound like of the thunder, sound in, the of thunder sky. in the sky, like the waves like go crashing in the sea. That's the way her love affected me me. And you feel as I do If you know what I know Somebody told me she loves me She loves me, she told me She told me how lucky for me To look at delicious hills And know that it's all for me That's the way her love affected me And you feel as I do If you know what I know Somebody told me she loves me She loves me, she told me She told me how lucky for me To look at delicious you And know that it's all for me 
there weren't many Brazilians getting the getting the American deal. There was a few Brazilians who were getting, of course, you know, there was such a big industry in Brazil yeah. throughout. Yeah. Did um, you know who else got the deals in America? Sergio Mendes. Sergio Mendes. It was the first one. The first one. Then Jobim. Uh, uh, then I I I I arrived. Dorival Caymmi also went. I never stayed in the United States. I, I want always to come back to Brazil. That was what makes a difference for me. Because if I had stayed, I could have established uh, a career there. But I want to go back. But it was nice because I went back and then I did so many things in music. But the, my music stayed there, stayed there, and later in the 80s. That's when you come and you, you listen and you start to play and uh, others, uh, DJs. So then you have the link of that time in the 80s until sure, now. Sure, I mean, for me, it was um, definitely, if, if these records hadn't come out in um, in America, I wouldn't have heard them, you know, whether yeah. that's Sergio Mendes, the Brazil 68 album, yeah, George Duke. Obviously, yeah. he was American, but that record he made, The Brazilian mm -hmm. Love Affair, was mm -hmm. quite an important record because it, it kind of introduced... Milton Nascimento yeah. and Flora Purim and right. songs like Ayurto. Kind of, yeah. Ayurto, they were all on that record. So those guys had a big influence to kind of... Um, but it's interesting with you because you really were joining generations of musicians and you actually were around that bossa nova, the original Jobim and uh, Gilberto and, 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 and this... Did you ever did you ever work with them? Did you did you actually write with them? Did you meet no. them, hang out with them? Yes. No. Jobim was my my very good friend. Uh, João Gilberto is funny. You know how João Gilberto is very private. Né? I never met him, but one day I was in the house of João Bosco, né? and then there was a party there, and uh, there was a, a guy by the name of Almir Shediak. This guy. It was very, very important. He he made the songbooks, my songbook, Do Lobo, Jobim, with the book and, and the records. He was murdered, assassinated, crazily, many years ago. That was a pity. But he was a very nice guy. And he was a friend of João Gilberto, né? because he played the guitar. And I was in the party, and suddenly João Gilberto called him. And uh, where, are the, where are you are now? I said, no, I'm in a party of João Bosco. Oh, yeah, who is there? Blah, 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 Marcos Valle. Marcos Valle? Let me talk to Marcos Valle, João Gilberto. And then I was talking for the first time. And he said, Marcos, I love you. I love you so much. Marcos, I, I cheer for you all the time. You are great, blah, blah, blah. Can I sing your songs now? And you start to sing my songs in the phone. So we talked for 30 minutes, and I told him, uh, João, you don't, I'm so happy to be talking to you so, after so many years, but it's, it's great to listen to you singing my songs. I'm going to write a song to you. I said, no, you don't need to write anything more. Marcos, you have written everything you need. One day you're going to record your songs. So that was the only time. And I talked to João Gilberto, <laughs> which was incredible. That's that's an incredible. What was what was his favorite song of yours? He started with Summer Samba, because even uh, Bebel Gilberto had recorded, né? Or, or no, maybe she recorded after Bebel. No, but recorded. He he sang especially towards Summer Samba and If You Went Away, that in Brazil is called Precisa Aprender a Ser Só. 
So that was great. That, that was fun. Jobim is completely different. I'll tell you why. Hang on. Before you say Jobim, what was, what, which, um, which Jao Gilberto song should we play? Which song from him uh, is just like... Let me so many, but that, that, let me choose one. Vivo Sonhando of Jobim. I like because also I recorded this also the song in my first album Vivo Sonhando with this lovely but uh, I love the record of John Vivo sonhando sonhando mil horas sem fim Tempo em que vou perguntando se gostas de mim Tempo de falar em estrelas falar de um mar de um céu assim Falar do bem que se tem, mas você não vem, não vem Você não vindo, não vindo, a vida tem fim Gente se rindo, falando, zombando de mim E eu a falar em estrelas, mar, amor, luar Pobre de mim que só sei te amar Jobim, when I, I started, in, the, in that same night that, that I met Tamba Trio, then Jobim comes. Everybody comes. Donato, blah, 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 everybody. And Jobim said, oh, you must come to my house. He was very nice. So I went to his house. I showed my songs to him. He lived in Panama also. And uh, he said, oh, beautiful songs. And... I recall his his son Paulinho, who was very very young. Paulinho, come to, to, to listen to the song of this young man, this young boy, and I played again. And then I said, um, 
He said, you, you have these songs written? I said, no, no, I never wrote my songs. He said, why? I said, well, I don't know how to write. He said, but sure you know. You have studied classic music. You're going to write your song here, my house, today. So he took me to a room upstairs. I think it was the room of Pauline. He brought me the the lead sheets, the blank, and said, you write your song. You write one, which song? I said, Sonho de Maria, the one that Tambatria. You write. You're never going to leave my house before. So I was in the house of Jobim. That's the first time <laughs> writing the songs. And he would come and look. Ah, okay, no, this is wrong. Okay. So after I finished, I said, okay, now you can go home. Now you know that you, 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 have, you know how to write your songs. So this was the first time. And the second time, I mean, the, the first incredible experience. And one day he moves to live in front of my house. Can you imagine that? I was living in Leblon with my parents. And Jobim buys the house exactly in front of mine, just across the street. So that would, I said, that's crazy, man. How, how, what a coincidence. So what would happen? He would <laughs> call me. Max, your piano is in tune. I said, yes. No, because mine is not. Can I play there? I said, okay. So he would cross the street, <laughs> come to my house. Sometimes would cross the street. So every time we were close. When I, st when I went to the United States, the first time through Ray Gilbert, who was also his manager, he was there and he explained to me everything, how I, I should, what publisher I should have, what lyrical writer I should have, what direction I should have. He even told me about, also, I'm going to tell another thing, it's very important. You must choose the right cheese, the Philadelphia cheese. <laughs> That's the perfect one. I said, okay, no, no, you must know. That's another thing, but also important to have the right cheese. I said, okay. <laughs> That's a kind of an Ed Motta moment. <laughs> Excellent. So I was very close to him. I mean, but Jobim, I mean, if we just talk about people, music, 20th century, mm. he's there. He's one of the top five. I mean, he's, I mean, he's like worldwide. Absolutely. To Absolutely. He was a perfectionist, Jobim. Uh, I have learned this with him and Each time that I get older, I, I go more for this direction, the perfection, to try to, to find the, all the details. You have a phrase, but under it, under this, and things in the middle, notes that maybe you think, well, nobody gonna notice that, but he was very careful for each note. When he played the piano, you, you notice that he doesn't play too many notes. He goes for the, the right ones. And he told me, in the beginning, before the Bossa Nova, uh, he would listen to the orchestrations. For sure, he had many beautiful orchestrations in Brazil. But sometimes, there were too many notes. And so the, the most important phrase, you didn't listen, that... Uh, because there were so many things happening, that you don't listen. So he made it simple and concentrated more in the most important phrase. This is something that I have learned with him and Villa Lobos, he was a big fan of Villa Lobos, né? and uh, I think that uh, made him very special with this care that he had, love for each note in the piano. 
And that's what I try to do today. It's always try to do what, what I'm going to arrange, what if I write this, but what the trumpet I'm going to play, what the flute. So This is so important for me, I think for the composer, but I think also for the audience, because who likes your music, probably they're going to pay attention to those, to those details. Which, um, which song should we play from Jobim? Uh, Machita Peri, I don't know if you have this one, I like it so much. No Jardim das Rosas de sono e medo Pelos canteiros de espinho e flores lá Quero ver você, olerê, olará Você me pegar O chão na palma da mão, o chão, o chão, manhã redonda de pedras altas, cruzou fronteira da servidão, olerê, quero ver, olerê. Norte, João, João, 
Já cruzado o rio, lá vinha Matias Cujo nome é Pedro, aliás Horácio Vulgo Simão, lá um Chamado Tião Chamado João Recebendo aviso, entortou caminho de norte ao teste Pra norte e norte, na meia-vida de adiar das mortes Um estranho chamado João O clarão das águas no deserto negro A perder mais nada, corajoso medo lá Quero ver você Os sete caminhos, setenta sortes Setecentas vidas e sete mil mortes Esse um João, João e deu dia claro, e deu noite escura, e deu meia-noite No coração Olerê Quero ver Olerê Passa as exerras, passa a cana brava No brejo das almas tudo terminava No caminho velho onde a lama trava lá No todo fim é bom, já acabou João Das roças de sonho e medo No clarão das águas No deserto negro lá Quero ver você, Lerê Lara Você me question for you in the 60s early 70s well mainly 60s actually we're at that stage at the moment was there 
there was a Rio scene and all these people that we've been talking about, they were all more or less from Rio, right? That we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. When did, um, when was the first, who were the first outside of Rio people that you started working with or that started inspiring you? Mm. Um, my first uh, contact with somebody out of Rio, of Brazil, let's say, it was when I, I, I went to play, when Summer Summer became a hit, Harry Mancini was uh, a person that I met him, uh, and, and he had a, a big influence in, uh, in the, my music, and uh, Deodaro also loved Mancini very much because of his arrangements, the, the way that he used to do the horns and the flutes and the harmony, the way he played the piano. And uh, when I met Mancini, he was very, very nice to me. I, he took me to his house. I played to his daughter that became a, a singer Years after, because I'm talking about 67. And then we had dinner together. I went to his office. And uh, that was my first um, touch with somebody uh, from our, out of Brazil. Then I met Quincy Jones also. And he was a big fan of Brazilian music. And uh, But who I started really to work with uh, side by side, it was later with Saravon that, that that we mentioned. But before Saravon, I had this contact with Lalo Schifrin, with Dizzy Gillespie, with um, uh, Happy Albert, with uh, so many people different that, that I have met, and and sometimes played together in, in clubs. But working in the studio, Saravon, it was. Uh, Sarah Vogue, it was the first one. And Sarah Vaughan, I mean, it doesn't get any greater than that. Did you, I mean, how did you get a call to work with Sarah Vaughan? How does that happen? I tell you why. When I went in the 75, that I told, we told, uh, I told you before in the interview, that's what the, the military government in Brazil, and then I went to go out, remember? So I went to LA, uh, to Los Angeles. And when I got there... Was it easy to get out of Brazil? Could you get? Did you need a visa? Was it at this time and this political tension? No, it was easy. You, you could know, just get out, and we could get out. Okay, could get, no, that's not no. Problem. It wasn't like being in Cuba or something. No, no, not like this. But uh, anyway, it was not nice, you know, mm. all those years. But I went uh, to LA, and then Sarah was going to record this song of the Beatles, this album, and uh, she, she knew through Sergio Mendes that I was in LA. And so so she called me, who called me, it was not her, it was her producer, Marty Page, who was incredible arranger for Sinatra, for Sam Davis Jr., for uh, Ray Charles. So I, I knew Marty, his name so well, and I love his orchestration. So he called me, here's Marty Page on the phone. I said, really? He said, yes, I want to talk to you because... Uh, Saravon is going to record, blah, 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 blah. And she would like to record one song with you. I said, with Saravon? I said, boy, that's going to be incredible. I said, do you like the idea? I said, I love the idea. So I went to his house and he, he we talked and he explained me what was his idea and doing it with something because this song is the only, only one who has a Brazilian feeling in the album. The rest of the album, which is very good album, they are more pop, you know, go for the rock, the pop, or do the jazz. But this one, he wanted really 
e na Bossa Nova style. He had uh, two Stillemans uh, participating, also whistling, whistling, uh, whistle, no? Have you seen? <laughs> and, uh, whistling. Whistling. <laughs> and uh, so I went home and he said, Marcos, can you write some lyrics for this one, but keeping the, 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 the meaning? I said, okay, let me try to do so. I, I, when I sing, alguma coisa no seu I'm talking something the way you move. Alguma coisa no seu jeito de mexer. It's the same thing, but in a Brazilian groove. Né? So I wrote this, and he said, now she wants to sing with you. She started, then you come. I said, okay. So I went to the studio. I met Sarah. I was very... I'm almost in panic to sing with Sarah Vaughan. I said, my God. But she loved it so much. She was so, so nice, really. And we, 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 we recorded the result. It was great. It was one of the, the tracks that played more in the radio. And so she said, but now I want to record your songs. I said, okay, so you come to my house. So I, I went to her house. I used to live not very far from her. She, she lived in a place that she was there. In another house, it was Marvin Gaye. In the other house, it was Marty Page. Uh, and even Laudir de Oliveira, the, the, it was the, 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 the percussionist of, of uh, Chicago. Also, he, he lived. It was an area of many artists. So I went to the, the house of Sarah, and I, I took my songs, uh, uh, written, and then I was going to play to her. He said, no. She said, no, I play. So she went to do the, the piano. I didn't know that she played the piano so well. She was incredible. She was reading and put, and why, if I could see bottom. I said, my God, she even played the piano. <laughs> so so she said, I want to record these two songs of you. She chose, she chose it, If You Went Away, and she chose it, The Face I Love. And, uh, and she made this album, in the United States becomes the, the the number one, the first cut of the side A in the, in the vinyl is If You Went Away, and the side B is The Face I Love. Then I told her, why don't I give this idea? Because she was going to record only these two songs, and then other songs would be the American songs. And I said, Sarah, why don't you record an album with only Brazilian songs? And she said, well, that's... A great idea, but I would need a producer in Brazil, and I was there. I, I couldn't do. So, who was in in LA? It was Luis de Oliveira, Luiz de Oliveira, who has produced it with Ray Gilbert and, and Jobim the album of Sinatra. And I said, I can bring you a producer. So I brought him the next meeting. I introduced to her, and they arranged everything. So they, they went to Brazil, and then she recorded the album, the first, second. I think there are three albums. Mm. And everything started with something of George Harrison, <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah, which yeah. is an amazing version. I yeah. hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard this version before, and it's like re remarkable. I didn't, I knew you'd sort of worked with her, but I didn't realize that you duetted with her. Not many, I don't think she did that many male, no, female no, duets no. that I can think of. Very rare. Very rare. Very rare. Wow, that's incredible. That was amazing. Something in the way he moves Attracts me like no other lover Something in the way he 
In Brazil, there's a few pretty damn good jazz singers as well. Of course, there was Elsa Suarez, there was Elis Regina, Lenny Andrade. Yeah. So, who, who did you work with? Any of those? Any of the um, Brazilian sirens? Yes. Well, <laughs> Elis Regina, it was uh, the first one who recorded my song. If you went, if you went away, the song that Sarah Vaughan recorded, it was uh, she recorded my first song. Uh, the first time the, 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 this song and then she recorded many songs of mine Elis Regina Lenny Andrade also and she's my good friend I like I know Lenny Andrade before I started as a professional she went to my house another one they all went to the same school yeah yeah. it's funny <laughs> what is funny. This? she went to my house Johnny Alf Johnny Alf also went to my house before I started and so I, my parents used to li like, ver love uh, Lenny Andrade. She's an incredible singer. And uh, you mentioned another one, Tânia Maria, which came, came, came later. Elsa, she, Elsa uh, Suarez. Elsa Suarez. She's also great, you know. She's still singing with so much energy. Yeah. It's incredible. She's a, she's a fantastic woman. So we, ha we have very Some good singers. Some pretty good ones. Yes, good ones. Really. I mean, Elise as well. I mean, I think that she's the one who is the... She's kind of the closest to an Amy Winehouse type mm. of tragic singer, mm -hmm. isn't she? Can you yeah. kind of give us a little bit more on her as a, as a, as a sort of person? Elise Gina was a, a very, how can I say, is she, she had a humor, a mood 
that it was difficult. You know, she was not a very easy person that would be the same the same way every day. She would change. Not with me. With me, she was always, always, always nice. Always. Every time that I met her. But she would be this, uh, a little bit difficult. And uh, when she, 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 she started, when she died, uh, people say, you know, that was a problem with, with some drinks together with, with drugs. And she, she, she made a combination that, uh, that day that was really terrible you know that, that she used she not used it to, to do that the way that she did but some some way it happened that that and it was a absolutely a tragedy because she, she went she, she left this world so early and she had so much until today she could be doing and we know that because I think at least she was an interpreter Fantex, not only a singer. Né? Let's say Gal Costa and Elis Regina. Gal Costa has most the voice. Né? But Elis Regina have the strength in, in the interpretation. She would put everything in the song. She would laugh, she would cry, she would do everything in the song. And uh, so that was uh, so many recordings, versions that she has done. They are incomparable yeah so. she, she's kind of like uh, she's like Ella Fitzgerald meets Celia Cruz you know in a way because she's got that mad emotion that Celia yeah, Cruz had yes. and the power of the voice of Ella exactly exactly Eu te pudesse fazer entender Sem teu amor Eu não posso viver Que sem nós dois O que resta sou eu Poder dormir sem sentir teu amor E ver que foi só um sonho e passou Ah, amor Quando é demais ao fim da
So um, I want to also ask you a little bit about um, this period um, of Brazil in between. Um, well, it's difficult because there were sort of post-Bossanova and the Tropicalia movement a little bit because, of course, you had Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil and Gal Gosta. Mm-hmm. Where were you in this place? I, I was very curious about them because what happened is after the Bossanova, the Bossa Nova movement, it goes down, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but as my, my Bossa Nova, it, it was different from the original Bossa Nova because the original Bossa Nova, it was more classic. When I started, it was, I had, as you know, the other influence of Bayan, of jazz, pop, everything that I had before. So it was, I had a pop singer uh, together with my, my Bossa Nova. So I was not... Uh, shocked by some people didn't like uh, when tropical tropicalism comes, and even Caetano and Gilberto Gil, they say that tropicalism it was much more um, protest thing than really that really a music uh, movement. For sure, it was a music movement because there was the influence of the Beatles, and uh, but basically what they were trying to do. It was something against uh, the, the, the movement that, that we are having in, in, uh, in the politics. In that time, they become a little bit against Bossa Nova, which is funny, because they come to say, no, Bossa Nova is too sophisticated. We, have to, we needed the rock sing, we, they sing the guitars and blah, blah, blah. It was like a, a crash, né? how you say a crash, uh, between one and the other. Which is funny because later Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil becomes one of the biggest fans of Bossa Nova. They, he loves, he thinks that João Gilberto and Bossa Nova is the most important thing. So they knew that. Gal Costa knew, Gal Costa was in love with Bossa Nova. But at that moment, it was necessary that movement to change the music. And to tell you the truth, even musically, I enjoyed so much. Because even Mustang, Cor de Sangue, there is some influence of, of, of the tropicalism. Because they gave more freedom for you to open your music, not to stay in the bossa nova style. And as I had that, in, that thing inside myself, 
that was very good help. Also with the instruments, with the guitars, everything what was possible, the influence of rock and roll, it was clear. Uh, and, and Beatles, it was so strong in myself. But then they said, yes, you can do it. So I think that even musically, even, even if they say it was more a political thing, movement than a music movement, mm. well, I agree. But I think that musically, it was very important uh, to, to Brazilian music at that, at that moment. So, yeah, yeah it, so it was kind of the same thing. Every few years, you need something to shake up a scene. Sure. So you had punk or you had rave or whatever, these things happen. And from your point of view, though, having come out of and made your name as Bossa Nova, popular music, out of Rio, did you feel, because you were still young and you had all these great, great ideas and you were just you know, up for things, did you feel that you might, have, you might be left behind as part of the Bossa Nova lot? You know what I mean? Did you feel like I need to, Was there a moment where you were like, oh, damn, I might be Miss... I might be... Do you know what I mean? I understand. You mean that time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in those days. Was there a moment like, you know, when you were like, ah, oh, I love what they do, but I can't... I'm really part of them and I want to, you know, how do I... Or did it never come? I tell you what I felt. As, as, uh, the, as I had, as I told you, inside my, my mind those influence and I Bossa Nova as I tell you it was strong yes it was because when I started mm. I, I, I started under the, the, the impact of Jean Gilbert so that was took me but the other influence were there so when comes the second the second album uh, O Compositor e o Cantor already I start to show the other I start to get a little bit free of that strong bossa nova influence, okay? When it comes to the third, then it's everything there. So I didn't feel that problem, let's say, if I was a typical bossa nova mm. uh, artist, I would say, now what am I going to do? What what I do now? But I, I didn't have this fear because I knew that I had something much more to show. And I think that's the time. For sure, I thought, well, Bossa Nova now is not very strong, but I, I have all the influence in my music. So now it's time to show it. So probably it provoked me this way. So I didn't have this, what you said, the fear of not being able to continue. I didn't have that because I was ready for it. Thank you. 
democrático, democrítico, demorado, demoirado, demorraiva. Demoluta, demo, demônio, demonstrado, demonada. Marcos Valet with me. Um, we've done... Um, so, yeah, my, I, Chicago. Tell me a bit about Chicago, because that's another one that we were listening to today. And yeah. another, you know, so Leon Ware, Sarah Vaughan, and your other sort of famous American collaboration was with the group Chicago. Chicago, it was a, a, a very interesting, because Laudir de Oliveira was the percussionist of the group. Laudir is Brazilian. He played even with Sergio Mendes. And then he was playing with them. When they knew that I was there... LA, Chicago want to, to, to know me. So Laudir took me to, to, to know them. So I went to the, the house of Dennis Serafin, who is the, the who was the, the drummer in, in Malibu, I think. And then I went there, there was a party there, and I took the the album of uh, Fabulous Fittipaldi with me. And we played there. And they were in love with that album. Love, love. And when I said we had to record in four tracks, then they fall in the floor. I said, no. Four tracks, this big band. I said, yeah, in Brazil, we... They said, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. How can you do this? Perfect, the sound. So... Then, I, I see that you recorded it on four track four machine. Tr- yes. Not 48 only, track No, machine. four. Four yeah. tracks. Okay, yeah. The whole band. Wow. When I started, I used to record in two tracks. Oh, my first, that's in Brazil. Oh. Improvisation of Brazil make, helps. So when they listen everything, they said at the end, they said, look, we want to record a song of yours. I said, great. He said, a new song, if you could write to us. But we just record songs of the members of the group. So you should write with someone of the group. He said, why don't you write with Laudier? I said, okay. So I brought Laudier to, to my house. He had... And I said, Lord, you bring your percussion and give me the, some flavors. Let's, and I'm going to write a song with you. So I wrote Life is What It Is. What I tried to do in Life is What It Is, this in Chicago 13, it was to make a samba. If you go to the second part of the song, you're going to listen almost like a, in the carnival. Everybody singing. But in the top, I... Peter Satari. Oh, but and but and so the sing is mine. I want to give this flavor of the soul sing of the of the pop sing that of Peter Satari of his voice, but together with the like the it was the people in the street singing. 
So that's why how we, uh, and they love the song. And when it came to, to write the arrangement, I wrote with Lee Loghan. I think that's the way we pronounce his name. This the trumpet player. I went to his house, and we did the arrangement together. And then Peter did this great vocal over over the song.
I don't think there's any Brazilians um, beyond sort of, uh, you know, Jobim and stuff who worked with such a wide variety of different music from America. And obviously soul music was a big influence to you. And to work with the man who had worked so much with Marvin Gaye, yeah. to work with Leon Ware. And I mean, I didn't even realize this because those two records that you did with Leon Ware that you've got songs on, um, you know, you've got the uh, Rockin' You Eternally album, yeah. and you've, got the, you've got the album with um, Somewhere on it and, and mm -hmm. uh, Why I Came to California. Those two records were big, big records yeah. in England, you know, at that time of us reviving Quick Hit Sing for Anna Maria. So to see you, you wrote... Rocking you eternally. I mean, that is a that is a boogie classic. I wrote in, in, in this funny. I was the only white guy in the studio playing with that orchestra, and they say you think you are white. You are not white. You are black, <laughs> and uh, it was great because to playing it was the um, I played the piano, and it was at the A and M studio of Herb Albert in in California, and uh, who wrote the the, the orchestration. It was the Gene Page, not not Jimmy Page, Gene Page, who had written for Barry Wright some orchestrations, and and so so beautiful the way that the strings come. So uh, that was great. It was a great. I, I I had so so much pleasure to 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 make this collaboration with uh, with Leon Ware because as as you mentioned, I had since I was young the the, the big influence of soul music. And Marvin Gaye, I used to love Marvin Gaye. So suddenly, I'm side by side working with Leon Ware, and and, and talking the same things. And uh, we had so, so much in common. So I love this time of, of this work, really.
Was there a period where, uh, you know, before your uh, initial period of being young and being part of this movement and releasing records every year on the major record labels in Brazil, and then kind of being rediscovered to a degree by a new generation, was there a period where you were kind of lost or did it always maintain for you? There was a time, it was, I would say... Um from uh, because in 75 I decided to go to 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 the United States by myself that was completely different from the other times because I had gone first with Sergio Mendes and the second time because of the success of of uh, Summer Samba the third time I decided to go because it was a time of a lot of censorship in Brazil because of the the military government that we had for many years and then I start to be very boring with, with that situation and didn't want to sing anymore in, in the stage it was a strange uh, time for me so I decided to go to the United States and then I stayed there uh, for five or six years which is which is, it was very nice because then that's when I met Sarah Vaughan that she recorded my songs that's where I met Chicago the group Chicago that's where I met Leon Ware with whom I wrote a lot of songs but then I returned to Brazil in the 80s, uh, and uh, I don't sing live for a certain time. So there was a time that I was not doing shows. I was writing songs like as a, as a songwriter, but my face was not there for a long time. So that was from the 80s in the beginning, so the end of the 70s when I was in the United States until the middle 
of the 80s. But then, when everything started to, be, to, to happen in Europe, and you are res very responsible for it, for playing my songs, and it, it really, we don't know that. There was definitely a few DJs playing yeah, your songs. But Joe Davis always tell me how important you were, you know, because after that I met Joe Davis, and Joe Davis told me that he listened for the cricket song in, when you were playing. So you are very responsible for this rediscovery. Then I I was start to recording again, uh, and then I was happy to be on stage again, which is to, today I love to be in the stage. So that was that time that you are mentioned that that I didn't want to be singing live. Respiração, ar do pulmão Vamos lá Tem que esticar, tem que dobrar Tem que encaixar Vamos lá Um, dois e três É sem parar Mais uma vez Verão chegando Quem não se endireitar Não tem lugar no sol Domingo é dia De um tititi a mais E de bumbum pra trás Verão chegando Quem não se endireitar Não tem lugar no sol Domingo é dia De um tititi a mais E de bumbum pra trás
malhar Musculação, respiração Tem que esticar Tem que encaixar Um, dois e três É sem parar Tem que correr Tem que suar Musculação tem que esticar, tem que dobrar Um, dois e três Mais uma vez How old are you now? I'm 69 How are you staying so fit? What are you doing? What are you doing? How do you keep it? How do you maintain? Well, I, 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 what I do I don't, I don't have secrets What I try to do is Uh... I do exercise, huh? not too much today, but I always did because my, my father made me do sports since I was a kid. So I got this interest in sports. So I said I kept my body this way since I was, was a kid. Today I try to do lift weights for two times or three times a, a week. And I run or, or walk very fast for one hour and 20 minutes every day. Basically, it's more a, a, a matter also of mind, I think. I, I, I have this way of being, I never can feel that I'm 69. I feel that I'm sometimes younger than my, my, my sons of 20 and, and 18 years old. That's the way I am. That's why I think I like so much the young musicians, young generations, these collaborations. I think music together with this care that I take makes me the way that you are saying that I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be 70 in, in September. And I say, man, this 70 is crazy, but that's what I'm going to be. Maria Papa said, you better go to bed. Maria Mama said, you better go to bed. And little sister said, you better go to bed. The little brother said, you better Papa said, you better say goodnight. You better shut the light. And Papa told you no, you can go out tonight. But Papa didn't know, Maria had a date and couldn't let him wait. So in a little while, she waited till the lights were low. She went out the window to have a and so. A lot of kissing them, a lot of hanging them, a lot of kissing them, a lot of happy talk, a lot of moon about, but very little time, I very little time to make a lot of love, to make a lot of love, which is a normal thing, to make a lot of love, for it was summertime, when all the crickets sing, and in the summertime, when anyone's in love, the crickets sing a happy song, but they didn't do the repertoire for long. Suddenly the papa came, and then the mama came, and then the sister came, and then the brother came, and then the uncle came, and then the cousin came, and even doesn't came. And I can tell you this it was a dirty shame, because the papa came, and then the mama came, and then the sister came, and then the brother came, and then the cousin came, and even doesn't came. And I can tell you this. And then the cousin came, and then the brother came, and then the cousin came, and even doesn't came. 
and I can tell you this, it was a very shame, because the papa came, and then the mama came, and then the sister came, and then the brother came, and then the cousin came, and if your cousin came, and I can tell you this, it was a very shame, because the papa came. Okay, Marcos. Um, no, that's <laughs> good. That's, that, that was the perfect ending. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, man. Always. Thank you so Any much time, for coming. Anytime you want. Lifetime achievement. Thoroughly deserved for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wicked. Okay, let's go, man. Hold your applause. This is your song, not mine.